I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, Irish folklore is. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just jump straight into this one, right? Um, I'm gonna be... tap out. I'm, yeah. I'm tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew you would. I knew you would. And I. I, I was prepared for you to tap out because I'm gonna premise the episode with this, right? I suggested, let's talk about Irish folklore, right? Fairy tales, stories we learned in school. And what I should have said was, I don't want us to research anything beforehand because I. I'm. I think it's. I'm curious to see how much we remember of it as well and what effect it has on us at this stage. See, that's, that's our little caveat saying like, we're not experts. We didn't put much work into this. <laughs> Although to be fair, I did check out a couple of names because I'll start off with <laughs> this morning before the recording. I, I broke my own rule because I did a little bit of research. If I say Children of Lear, do yeah. you remember what that story is? I do. And I remember it because we had a, a lamp in our house so I, I <laughs> with you know the, the the swans kind of yeah half half swan half uh women yeah it, it was in our house because i grew up in mullingar mm. um well until i was six and children of lear happened the story was based around the lakes of of mullingar i, yeah, I think I it's loch ennell or loch owl or something like mm. that but uh, as mm. regards the actual story I know, as far as I can remember, it was like there was a, a king and a queen. So, like f- from anybody's listening, um, here on out, all of this information is wrong. Okay, uh, <laughs> but in my in my head, it was a king and a queen, or, or something like that. And <laughs> and I think there might have been a third person coming into a relationship. So then, or a witch or another queen come in and, and cursed all the children of of the other couple. And then, yeah, they turned. Great, great storytelling. Great story. This is yeah. good stuff. This is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is based on the. Like, I'm actually reading this from uh, an old monastic book written in the 11th, 11th century. It actually says yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I, I was the same, right? I was like, because I was trying to, I was racking my brain being like, what stories do I remember from school? And Children of Lear was one I went, I remember we even, I went to a play and saw it when I was small, like in, in Cork or something. And um, I was like, fuck, what is, what is the story? Kids turn into swans, but what's the story? <clears throat> so I, I quickly Googled Children of Lear. I found YouTube, like a bunch of story, like versions of it on YouTube. And then I was like, they're all too long. They're about 20, 25 minutes or something. I'm like, I don't have enough time to watch all that. So there was a seven minute one. So I stuck that on while I was making my breakfast. And it was a library, an Irish library reading of a children's book. <laughs> so, yeah. so Sounds I about right for us. <laughs> so I listened to a, a reading of a children's book this morning to bring me up with Irish folklore. But um, yeah, so yeah, you're pretty, pretty much right. It's... <clears throat> According to the children's book, it's um, the king, King Lear, has three kids. Um, wife is not in the picture in the book, so I don't know wh where the story is in, in, in the actual folklore. But um, he sees a, a, a like a, a, a hobbled old looking person with, with like a cloak on. And then he's like, hey, what are you doing on my land? And it turns out it's a queen. It's not a queen, but it's a beautiful redheaded woman. And um, straight away takes her for his wife. And then the wife is jealous of the kids because the kids are going to probably like get the crown or whatever. And she takes him down to the lock, one of them, and um, puts him into the water. And then they're turned into swans. And she's told, you won't, you, my curse will stay on you for 900 years until some, a, a wizard rings a bell. All right. I can't remember. There's actual names and stuff <laughs> attached. <laughs> but uh, then the king finds out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the king king finds out straight away uh that um she's done it so it, it doesn't work at all for anybody it's all it's actually a lot of irish stories are really fucking sad and then she 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 she's fucked she i think the king turns her into dust or something like that and then king dies uh the swans fly around the place and then when they're like I don't know. It doesn't even reach 900. I think it reads like 600 and something years. They find the the wizard and he rings the bell and they're um they're human again. It's a it's an emotional, powerful story, but I just don't know it that well. I like the way you say that. It's this is like it's not Disneyified. You know, it's like most of the stories. It turns out like all of the happenings in it are quite shit. You know, yeah. uh, King runs off on his wife. Then children end up being turned into. Um, in fairness, if you're going to be turned into an animal, swan's not a bad one. Um, you know, they're they're quite beautiful and they're protected. I don't know if they were at the time, but you know, I wouldn't personally mind just kind of kicking my feet around a pond for a few hundred years. Sounds all right. At least you get to live for nine hundred years. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah, you get to see a lot. Like, look at the bright side, but yeah, it, most of it just turns out badly for everybody. Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i don't know my memory of folklore again i very i think it's because i'm actually there's an episode that will be out before this one is released where um i'm speaking to an expert about ancient ireland and kind of prehistory and uh, yeah. before all of the before all of the brits the normans the vikings all of that kind of stuff so kind of around newgrange time so we weren't talking mm -hmm. about folklore per se but we, we mentioned that in school and I think we spoke about this a little, very briefly before you learn very little of that. It's all, it's like one page of a book. And then the folklore is back when you're, you're proper kids. So mm -hmm. like, I have to say, I didn't really know what was going on around me in life in general until I was about 11 years old. <laughs> um, So 
I remember that we did a play when I was about nine years old. We put on a play. You're still, for you're still just in a daze, wandering around the world, not knowing what's going on, not knowing you're different between any other person. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I was pretty much just like a dog. So like <laughs> in, in the sense that if you just threw a football into the room in some way, shape or form, I would run after it. Um, <laughs> that was my life. Not much and you know changed, what? Uh... I had such a happy childhood. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um. <laughs> You know, I wish I wish that was the case now. Just throw an old ball in front of me and I'll leg it after it. Anyway, um, we put on this play. I am pretty sure. See, I get mixed up between Fionn McCool and Ku Cullen in my head. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah me I'm too. pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Ku Cullen. And all I remember of Ku Cullen is he kills a wolf with a hurl by whacking a ball into the mouth of the wolf. Yeah, right. Why he does that, you know, where it takes place, the, the the what happens building up to that, what happens after that, couldn't tell you, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember putting on this play, and I had one line in the play, uh-huh. which I was surprised about because, like I said, I was a bit of a quiet kid, and you know, mostly just running after football. So maybe uh-huh. this was maybe this was the teacher's way of like, oh, maybe we can use this to to bring this guy out, out of his shell a little bit or or maybe she just thought I was kind of funny. I don't know. Um, but I remember my line in the play. And oh. I was I was dressed up as a woman. Um, again, not really sure why any of this is happening, but perfectly okay with it at the same time. You know? <laughs> okay. um, so I was dressed up as a woman in the play. And so... I think what really what happened was the play was obviously for the adults, but, you know, and maybe I just didn't get it because it was kind of like, it was how can we entertain the adults while also telling a story of Ku Cullen? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was pro- yeah, yeah. Was pro- probably brilliant, but it all went straight over my head because I was dressed up as a woman and somebody in the play mentioned something about a party. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Ku Cullen, we're going to a party tonight or something. And my, that was my moment. I moved from the backstage to the front stage and I kind of, you know, as if I had, you know, breasts would like shake my breasts. And I said, who loves parties with a passion? And that was my line. And because I didn't really know what I was saying, I didn't really know what I was doing. Everybody in the crowd laughed. And I was like, what are they laughing at? Um, What did I do wrong? Why, 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 yeah, why exactly. Wrong? I actually, and I, I, I like kind of slid slowly back into the, you know, that Homer Simpson gif where he goes back into the bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. I went straight back to the backstage, and I kind of looked to the side as if, did I do that? Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's really what I remember about Irish folklore. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. That's it. I mean, that is about as much as you get though, unless, unless you, you like, but that's perfect because it's it, it's even the adults were like even your teacher and the adults were like fuck it we can't just look at some Irish folklore we need to like make it small child question their their gender and identity first, like within the first few minutes for a laugh like it's 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 one of those things where unless you catch an interest for it at a young age and you you put energy and effort into learning more a lot of it just goes over your head. Yeah. A lot of it. Like you mentioned there, Fionn McCool, Ku Cullen, could be the same fella. I don't know. I don't like you. You tell me the story and I'm not sure. Ku Cullen, I think you're right. He had the, the slitter and the hurley and killed the, the wolf. Fionn McCool, um, salmon of knowledge? 
Mm, could be salmon, right there. Fella, there's a story of a salmon full of knowledge. If you touch it, you're a genius. And a wizard, again, they're not wizards, but a, a wizard uh, was fishing, caught Rings the fish. Rings a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Rings a bell. A fish answers. It goes, what you want to know? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh, it was not something about a thumb. Did he not like burn his yeah, yeah, thumb? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because this is the thing. If you, if you eat any part of the fish, you get the knowledge, right? Or, or you touch. Touch or eat. I can't remember. So I think it must be eat. Because what happens is the, the wizard pulls it out. Again, not wizard. Uh, and cooks it. Uh, and then young Phil McCool is there. And the wizard's like, right, I'm going off behind the bushes for a slash. Don't touch that fish. Just make sure it cooks. And then the, he's, he's totally can't touch it, right? So he's, he's cooking the fish. And then like he pushes the fish over so it doesn't burn on one side. And he burns his finger, his thumb. And then he licks his thumb. And because there's like a scale or something on his thumb, he becomes a genius. And that's that's the, the <laughs> and that's, that's know, the story. Of, so funny. That's, like, that's the story. Just, why do people make these these stories? They're so shit. I apologize to everybody who's incredibly proud of Irish folklore, but fucking hell, like lads, you know, here's the story. Here, you go here, cook a fish. Yeah, you took. I, I always think that there must be a moral to the story. And I think the moral is don't, it's probably don't eat the fish before it's cooked. But then, <laughs> but then, hang on, it's then about again. health and food safety. <laughs> or it be approved uh, folklore. No, 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 hang on. I've got that wrong though, because he does touch the fish and he gets all of the knowledge in the world. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. So it's not a, it's not approved. Uh, but where do it? you it's, think? Like, what is the point? Like, do you think the people who invented that story are just making up? And why do they choose a fish? You know, if I, I don't was, know, if you were to ask me, like, what is uh, the most knowledgeable animal? Well, I'm gonna make. I'm sorry, like, I need. I just need a main character for this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be some type of animal. It's not a human. Um. I don't know if I would end up at salmon. Um, it looks like just to look at them, they look particularly stupid. They do. Like they kind of have they, that mouth open, kind of. Ooh, yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and it, it, none of it works because it's like he's kind of he's not stealing, but he's kind of taking somebody else's uh, like property as well because the other fella caught the fish. So like, there's so it's telling you if you steal unknowingly. It'll work out in your benefit. That's what I'm learning from this. It's like it's it's not a good moral to go by, to be honest. No, yeah, I, I, it, I, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier on. I don't get it. I don't get any of these stories. But maybe they're not to get. I also think, I think stories in the past where they were just around, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's something. It made... Yeah, it, we, we're probably we're putting too much emphasis on like what does it mean? What what are they trying to do with this? And what it was was some fella with a bunch of kids who were annoying him, and he's like, "Tell us a story, tell us a story." And he's like, "Right, uh, there's this fella called uh, Fiona Cool, and uh, and he's he's there's uh, and he sees a salmon on the road, and he or in 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 the pile of food, he's like, there's a salmon, and he's like, is he smart? It, yeah, yeah, actually, he's the smartest thing in the world. If you eat him, you're a genius. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. And then <laughs> and then he's like, uh, and then he sees a fella who looks like a wizard, and he's like, there's a wizard, uh, and he catches him. 
and Phil McCool burns his finger because he's an idiot. Maybe it's about fire fire safety. Maybe it's like don't burn your finger, don't put your finger into anything. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it could be just somebody coming up with something they're seeing around a, like a hut in ancient Ireland. Yeah. Or also it could be someone who, you know, almost very cryptically Dragon's Den style is pitching chat GBT. So like knowing all the information in the world, that salmon is essentially chat GBT. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And your, your thumb, you burning your thumb as you logging into your account and all of a sudden... You didn't do anything to deserve it, but you're the smartest person in the world. Yeah. There you go. Like you it. heard it here I first. Like ChatGPT was it. invented by sitting <laughs> some lad sitting by a river looking at a fish um thousands of years ago. <clears throat> I give you another one. I give you another one. Um Tiernanon. Tiernanon, land of the young. Yep. That's what all do you I remember? Got. That's it. That's all you got. Yeah, uh, honestly. Really? Is that you just yeah. remember that? Yeah. All right. All right. Do you want a quick, quick crash course in this one? I would love a quick crash course. Um, so there's Oshin, and um, Oshin is hanging about the place, having a laugh. And he meets uh, Niamh. And Niamh is uh, from uh, Tiernanog. 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 And, um, uh, and Tiernanog, yeah. Tiernanog, yeah. Tiernanog. Yeah, Tiernanog. Yeah. yeah. Here to know the land of its song. Was there, there's a yeah. song, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a song. Tiernanog, uh, and Neve's from Tiernanog, and she's like, "Do you want to hop on my magical horse and come to my my house?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And <laughs> they they gallop across the ocean. So it's an I'm island across there. the ocean. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stop you there. Um, where's the wizard in this story? He comes and up. Why is he's... okay? <laughs> why is there no bell? <laughs> well, they get to the front gate of Tiernanog. And they ring the bell, and then the <laughs> wizard comes out and lets them in. It's like how he gets on. There's a fish. There's, I got a fish cooking. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> so uh, I think a bunch of stuff happens in Tiernanog. I think there's loads of stories about Oshin living in Tiernanog. But the, 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 the moral of the story, again, very sad, is after three years in Tiernanog, he gets very homesick. 
And Neve goes, ah, if you have to go back, look, hop on the magical horse and go back to Ireland. Uh, and she goes, but you can't get off the horse. You can never touch the ground. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries, no worries. I just want to go see how pe people are getting on. So he goes off, and I think he's meant to be super strong now because he's been in Tiernanog, or maybe he was like a warrior before he left Ireland or something like this. Anyway, he gets to Ireland, and um, he sees a bunch of guys trying to move a boulder in a field so they can like use the field for farming. And he's like, ah, I'll give you a hand. So he decides to um, try and move the boulder while on the horse. So he gallops up the boulder, and he's going to try and move the boulder with one hand while still on the horse. And then he, because that's a stupid thing to do, he falls off the horse. And as soon as he hits the ground, it, it turns out he's actually been gone for 300 years, not three years. And as soon as he touches the ground, it's like the end of um, uh, Indiana Jones and Rages of the Lost Ark. He, he turns into a, 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 an old person and he dies on the ground. So um, the moral of the story is never leave your parents. Don't go with that first girl you meet. Stay at home or else you'll, you'll die old or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and only eat chicken. <laughs> yeah exactly well-cooked chicken it's kind of like i was well, when i was listening to you i was actually into the story i have to say and i i think part of it like when the when the story finishes you're like huh and i i, I, th <laughs> I think that was that's the on-brand kind of emotion that you're left with while listening to irish folklore like you know, when you watch, I don't know, you go to a movie, that, you know, some movies. I actually watched um, Asteroid City. Have you seen that film yet? Um, oh, oh, the uh, Wes Anderson one. The Wes Anderson one. I saw it in the Pretty cinema good. the other day. I didn't have a clue what was going on throughout the whole thing, really. It's um, it's obviously very beautifully shot, but at yeah. the end of it, you're kind of like, huh? But I <laughs> think it could be way over my head, and I, I was supposed to... Actually, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, I was going to ask him to explain it to me because um, I'm sure he knows. But and to anybody listening who who does know more about the film, I apologize. But I left the cinema going, huh? And I think the majority of people did, too. Um, there was a collective huh, in the audience. Afterwards. Yeah. So maybe mm. that it that kind of is in vogue at the moment that, you know, artists, directors, uh, musicians, they kind of want to leave you with that feeling of what the hell just happened there. And maybe mm. back in the day with Irish folklore, that was also the kind of fashionable things. It's like, let's, you know, maybe the idea was, all right, I'm going to tell these kids a story and, you know, they'll all have a good laugh trying to figure it out after <laughs> I tell them. Yeah, it'll keep them occupied, but they'll never get it because there's no point to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was bored and I came up with some shit. Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, there's definitely scholars who can tell us exactly what this means. But on the outset, it's not very obvious, really. It's like you or it's just is, is it just prepare for misery? Is it just it's like it's like there could be just this kind of. I figured it out. Had a, I know what it is. Go on. I know go what on. it is. Um, yeah. Just before we started recording, we were talking about you were doing dry July and we were kind yeah. of not drinking in July. And I was saying, that, you know, I've got this awful habit of not every day, but, you know, the odd day at home, home drinking. So having a yeah. glass of wine, having a beer, maybe maximum if, if you're feeling a bit fruity, you might have two. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, those that type of drinking makes you kind of sleepy. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't it's not like you're getting drunk or anything like it just kind of makes you a bit sleepy to be honest not it's the first few sips that you enjoy but after that it just kind of gets a bit sleepy maybe there was a little bit of that going on and there was a lot when the, the lad was telling the story or the lady was telling the story she was having a glass of wine or he was having a, a beer and he started off telling the story with great enthusiasm yes um and like all of these details, like, oh, geez, Tiern and Og and this beautiful land. And it goes into so much detail describing the, the beauty of this land, his experience yeah. there. And then, you know, he starts getting a little bit more sleepy. You're like, oh, he's like, oh, Jesus, I need this story to finish. He's like, oh, listen, <laughs> uh, he fell off his horse and just, uh, he just evaporated. evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, what? That's the end? He's like, yeah, just that's it. Tell everybody. <laughs> That's it. No further questions. Right. I'm <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, so yeah, it was like, like I can see that. That's a very good theory because it works for all of them. Because like, so go back to the wizard and the fish, right? So he's like, it's like, it starts off all enthusiastic. He's appointed. It's all enthusiastic. There's a fish and it's full of knowledge. It's amazing. If you eat it, you get, you become a genius and a wizard catches it and yada, yada, yada. And the other fellow comes in and he's getting a bit tired and he's like, oh, I've really built this up. What do I do now? And he goes, um, he touched him with his thumb, but he burnt his thumb and now he's the genius. I was like, what? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, he burnt his thumb and now he's the genius. Uh, that's it. No, no further questions. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like they they build it they build it up too much they they dig the pit of storytelling too deep and they're like do you know what we're just gonna leave it here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can imagine like what does he do with his knowledge done now doesn't matter burnt <laughs> burnt his thumb that's the moral of the story you know burnt his thumb. <laughs> Well, you didn't know it was a thumb thumb burning story. Everybody obviously it was a thumb burning story. That's where it was going. <laughs> uh yeah, they should re rename the story. Salmon of Knowledge should be called the Burnt Thumb. <laughs> like honestly, like the, the, the Salmon of Knowledge is, is like a beeline in the story. It's not the main arc. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that's too good. Um Couple of more questions because I, I was thinking I was thinking uh, about this and what what like the the bigger picture of of folklore. If I was to say fairy fort, what would you think of? Don't walk through it. Yeah, where can yeah. you find them? In a field. Exactly, they're everywhere in Ireland. If anyone's in Ireland and they they they're listening to this and they want to experience Irish folklore, I've heard that you can see. So there's hill forts. Uh, and they're all kind of, they're all the same, right? Hill forts and fairy forts are the same thing. Forts are fairy forts, right? Mm. Unless there's a specific type. But if you, they're like the ring forts. So they're, they're, they're hill forts and ring forts. You'd see that if you Google ring fort, you'll see it straight away. But if you go out into, like get out of the city and you go onto that any high hill, hill you'll probably find one. Because I believe there's some saying like if from any ring fort or hill fort, you can see 11 other hill forts. They're the big, they look might look just like mounds of earth in the middle of a field and they're like why the fuck is that there that used to be a settlement they are like old celtic settlements um and they 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 you can often like if you go in if you're able to go inside them you can actually find stones with like cuttings in them and stuff like this not like carvings like beautiful carvings but you'll see little markings from from the from when there was there but the story goes that they're fairy forts now and the fairies own them mm. yeah. and you don't fuck with the fairy fort no 
No, no. Because if you do, a wizard will come after you, chasing you with a bell. Yeah, like it's a doorbell. I don't know why he's got it, but yeah. <laughs> but, it, 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 but, it's, but this is the nice bit that like, that's something we're not told in school. That's just people say that, family say that, grandparents mm. say that. And uh, I had, I, uh, my grandfather years and years and years ago when I was tiny, um, well, when I wasn't too young, I wasn't like a baby, but he was like, when I was, I was like eight or something, I asked him, what happened to his brother, right? Because his brother died and um, he was a big farmer and he had a lot of land <clears throat> down in West Cork. I asked him what happened and he told me without flinch, flinching, without making a smirk or anything, he said, he destroyed the fairy fort. No, he, no, the first statement he said, he said, the fairies got him, <clears throat> right? And I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, yeah, yeah, there's a ring fort in his, or a fairy fort on his land and he bulldozed it over to get an extra piece of land that he could use and he died a week later. And my grandfather, wow. without blinking, without fucking joking or anything, said, it's because of that is why he died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I don't like, and he, he obviously wasn't, he wasn't joking with you. He wasn't no. trying to. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, well, actually it was like early onset, something, something, or stage three, something, something like, which probably was what killed the man. But like he, he straight away was like, no, no, no! It was he fucked with the fairy fort and he died. That's 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 what happened to him. Crazy, yeah, yeah. Like that, that. I I don't know what to think about that. Um, so because you know, obviously, those stories—is it protecting nature? Is it we have to have that respect for nature? So you you do get that within old Irish. I'm sure it's pretty much all all over the world, but. I do think the more I learn about ancient Ireland, there was, and someone kind of actually disagreed with me because essentially around the time of Newgrange, there was these, you know, the original people that brought farming to Ireland would have, you know, destroyed a lot of forests and stuff, cut down forests mm. for farmland and stuff like that. So he was saying, well, they don't, they didn't actually have such a respect for nature, but I don't know. I did feel like within a history, whether it's fairies because to me, a fairy is the idea is almost kind of the same as karma or something like that. It's mm -hmm. like do something bad to nature and nature will do something bad to you. Mm. So there was kind of like for me, a fairy. Obviously, again, it's kind of confusing for us growing up in the time of Tinkerbell and all that kind of stuff. But fairies are. You know, their ideas that they could they're little people, uh, magical creatures, but they could be very evil yeah uh, yeah very good depending on how you treat them so yeah. it's kind of like this um symbiotic relationship and the fairy is kind of like a representation or a character of nature mm -hmm. and, it, and it makes sense that like nature can be very evil or very good like geez mm -hmm. in a place and a bloody hurricane comes along uh, you're not going to be like oh beautiful mother nature is here like, <laughs> god kids <laughs> Come on, let's have a look. Yeah. Can I have a closer look. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, but that's crazy that your grandfather would have mm. um, attributed his death to that. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sure it was, wasn't just your grandfather. It would have been in the local community in general. That's probably yeah, yeah. was the, the common belief. Yeah, and, and and like that's, I don't know how it is nowadays, but like that was, there was this kind of like, in, in the countryside, in rural Ireland, there was this kind of like, um, there was still a tangible connection to like folklore and the idea of mother nature. Cause yeah, at the end of the day, it is this kind of, it's not, it, it wasn't when Irish people, <clears throat> Irish folklore isn't 
paranormal, right? It's not like ghosts and, and things that we don't understand. It's like it's connected to the land. It's connected to Ireland. So it does feel like it's it's not something to be afraid of. It's something to be wary of, right? Like wary of, wary of. Like like you said, it's connected to nature. So it's like when when you talk about these things, it's just an extension of what's already there you know and like you can imagine it because like back in ancient ireland like you know the burn for instance like that's just it's the bloody moon on earth like it's it's like these mm. weird landscapes that you're like ah something something weird is happening here that i don't know about i'm sure there's people involved in it you know uh and there's like um fairy fairies and banshees is another one banshees hearing about the banshee cries and stuff like this and with like that's an <clears throat> for those who don't know banshee is an irish witch um it's what the mm. it's like the, the Irish name for it. Um, but you'd hear you'd hear stories of like the banshee, like knocking if the banshee knocks on the door three times, if you get a knock on the door three times at night and there's nobody there, it's the banshee, and it means um somebody's going to pass. Uh like all these stories are like and it's it, it's it was like the grim the grim reaper, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's the Irish version of the Grim Reaper. Like it's it's like yeah, it was um very it's a it's an interesting it's it's I kind of liked. I like the idea of keeping that stuff alive and keeping this kind of um, mystery, mysticism to your land, you know? Absolutely. I think, I can't remember where I heard this, but there's certain, maybe I was watching, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I remember hearing that there are certain banshees like connected to or whatever it might be to certain families in Ireland. Mm. And you know me being a Kelly, I think there is a banshee connected with the Kelly clan. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I, I've I, again. Oh, Jesus, don't know where this is coming from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's like a specific banshee that you know, if I was to hear a banshee, it would yeah. mean that someone in in my family is going to pass. Mm. Um, I mean that it. it it's almost like a horoscope though that's saying you know good things are coming in in july um <laughs> there's so many bloody kellys that like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a good one chance. of them one of them's going for sure yeah, just, <laughs> touch wood touch wood it's not me or anyone i know <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah but it's it's a mystery perhaps mm. what we should do pop down mm. to the local library mm. and get a ch children's book on Irish folklore. <laughs> um, I like, I like, we, we don't want to stretch ourselves too much. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. One, the last thing I'll say in it is it's a little bit trippy, the whole thing, isn't it? Mm. A little mm -hmm. bit kind of, um, what? like they might have been smoking a little bit of something coming up with these stories. And um, <laughs> even talking to my like, previous guest, so this podcast will be coming out after this, but Anthony Murphy yeah. was saying that the art that was created in ancient Ireland is so incredibly abstract compared to art that was created, say, for example, in, in Iberia, you know, the, yep. the, the Spanish Portugal peninsula. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was very kind of like in, in Iberia, it was very much, here's a horse, here's some food, here's some, here's a man looks like he's protecting the horse or, you know, enjoying the mm -hmm. horse or whatever. Um but in Ireland, it was just like these loopy circles. Um, so he was like, I think they might have been, you know, up to something around here. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this art is simply indecipherable. Yeah. You're saying it's such a pity, but at the same time, it's so beautiful that like 
whatever this is communicating, we're, we can never be sure about what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where we'll leave it. Irish folklore. We don't really yeah. have a fucking clue what the hell it's about. Yeah. But just be, <laughs> don't careful not to burn your thumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't have an affair. And be careful if you're getting off a horse to help someone, you might just evaporate. That, there you go. They're, they're, they're mantras, maxims of life, rules of life to go by. I like it. I like it. I've learned yeah. something. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, Owen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.